If you allow yourself to dream, vividly imagine it in your mind, speak it out in faith, then according to God's word whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believing you shall receive. Did you know that the way you think is going to determine your whole future? Today I want to talk about rightly dividing the word of truth and how some people have taken the scriptures and are actually held in bondage by their beliefs. Welcome to All Things Are Possible podcast with your host, S.T. Smith, where you'll get the uncompromised word of God and bite-sized nuggets. So grab your Bible and get ready for some good news. Now here's your host, S.T. Smith. Hello and welcome to this episode of All Things Are Possible. I'm your host, S.T. Smith, reminding you that Jesus is alive and his power lives in us so we can rule and reign in this life. So with the word of God open on the screens in front of me, let's dive into this week's nugget. In Numbers chapter 21, the Israelites began to complain to God about the condition of their life and what was going on, which is so funny because they were the ones that were responsible for them being in that condition <laughs> out in the wilderness in the first place, uh, you know, by disobeying God. God wanted them to move into the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey, but they didn't believe. So, so they turned and disobeyed God, which caused them to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. So after being delivered from the bondage of Egypt, instead of going to the place God wanted them to be, where they would prosper, they disobeyed and disobedience cost them 40 years of misery. So as usual, they complained. They spoke against God and Moses saying, why did you lead us out of Egypt only for us to die in this wilderness? What is this nasty bread that we have to eat every day? What was God's response? God sent fiery serpents and they were bitten. Thousands died. Finally, the Israelites said, oh, we have spoken against you and the Lord. Pray to the Lord for us that he will remove the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said to Moses, look, make a fiery serpent of bronze and set it on a pole. And so that everyone who is bitten will live when he looks at it. So Moses made a serpent, put a serpent of bronze and put it up on a pole so that anyone that looked at it after they were bitten would be healed. Eventually, the Israelites made it to the promised land, but they took the pole and the bronze snake with them. Look, there's no power in the bronze snake, but people began to worship it and idolize it. And there they go again, slipping into the sense realm, just having to have something physical to touch, something to look at. It went from being an artifact to an item of worship. Look, we see this in the church today. People will idolize certain preachers or pastors or, or their denomination, and they put all that above the word of God. Their traditions and their thought processes are more important to them than the truth of God's word. Well, in 2 Kings chapter 18, we find that Hezekiah, the son of Ahaz, who was the king of Judah, began to reign. He was about 25 years old, and it says he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, according to all that his father David did. It says he removed the high places and broke the images and cut down the groves and broke into pieces the brass servant that Moses had made. For unto those days, it says, the children of Israel did burn incense to it. And Hezekiah called it Nehushtan. Nehushtan literally means just a piece of brass. The Bible doesn't say, but I can see Hezekiah standing up and saying to the people, what? You're burning incense to this artifact? Something the Lord told you not to do? Come on, it's just a piece of brass. 
Jesus showed us the true spiritual significance of the brass snake in John 3, verses 14 to 16. It says, just as Moses lifted up the bronze serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up on the cross, so that whoever believes and trusts in him will not perish, but be saved and have eternal life. Wow. Just as anyone could look up at the bronze snake that Moses had made and be healed, so anyone that looks to Jesus on the cross can be saved spiritually and physically healed, delivered, uh, set free from poverty, sickness, and disease. All that was in the atonement. Hebrews 12, 2, Wherever, wherefore, seeing we are surrounded with a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which just so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Notice it says Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. It doesn't say trials and tests are the author and finisher of our faith. You have to settle this in your mind. Jesus is the author. And who was Jesus? Jesus is the word of God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. Jesus was the word of God personified. And in Hebrews 12, it actually tells us that the word is the author of our faith. We need to examine our lives and see what is it that's distracting us from following God's word as it is written. What religious thoughts, tradition, person, style, or thing is in your life that is so precious to you that it stands between you and the word of God, which is Jesus setting you free? It's very important to mention that. Uh, God dealt with people differently under the old covenant than he does today. Under the old covenant, God sent fiery serpents. Now that Jesus has come to redeem mankind, it's the devil that sends the fiery serpents. Paul even calls them fiery darts in Ephesians 6. Did you know that in India, many people worship cows? Because of their wrong believing, they, they would rather starve first and dare eat them. After all, that could be Uncle Fred reincarnated. The very thing God provided for food holds them in bondage. So the blessing becomes a curse. There are many things today that become a curse because people don't rightly divide the word of God. Look, today we call them sacred cows. These are things that people believe almost to the point of idolization. This is why it can be difficult when talking to people about sacred cows because they're elevated almost to the point of being untouchable. Here are some examples. The idea you can only use one Bible translation. The offering has to be taken a certain way. Um, communion must be taken a certain way. Uh, Sunday school has to be done a certain way. Uh, you have to wear certain clothes and fashion your hair a certain way or, or you can't wear jewelry. Subjects like Sex in the sermon are taboo. Well, what and what songs can we sing? What musical instruments can we use? Or well, we can't use any musical instruments at all. What music styles are allowed during worship? All have the potential to become sacred cows. All these things are ideas and traditions that have no biblical basis and really no bearing on living in essential Christian faith. But people treat them as if they do. They're basically human traditions. It says in Mark, 7 and verse 13, you make the word of God of none effect through your traditions and many things like this you do. Even interpretations on scripture that has been passed down from generation to generation become sacred cows. Oh, things like God doesn't heal today, uh, that God doesn't work miracles, uh, the gifts of the spirit have passed away or, or they're from the devil. 
or that God brought this upon you to teach you something. Like Jesus said, there are many things like this that people do that nullify the word of God, and it all stems from not believing correctly. Look, there, there are too many to mention in this short podcast, but I just want to say, examine yourselves. Ask God, what is it in your thought process that you may be thinking that isn't in line with God's word? Look, your heart may be right, but your head can be wrong. I don't know about you, but I want to know if I'm missing it somewhere. I want everything that God has come to give us in this life, the abundant life that Jesus came to bring, as it says in John chapter 10, verse 10. We need to kick over these sacred cows and, and burn them out. They're hindering us from living the fullness of the God kind of life. Colossians says we have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light so that we can be partakers of God's divine nature. Wow. But these sacred cows will stop us every time from entering into the fullness of God's provision. Remember, they're all Nehushtan, just a piece of brass, just religious tradition. Look, if there's anything that I can pray with you for and agree with you about, hear it all at All Things Are Possible podcast. Please let me know. Send an email to A-T-A-P-I-N-T-L at proton.me. I read every email and will agree with you in prayer for God's will to manifest in your life. Look, we know that his will for us is good, pleasing, and perfect, and will do you no harm. Like it says in Deuteronomy 30, 19, I call heaven and earth to record against you this day that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, and may I add, truth and sacred cows. Therefore, choose life that both you and your seed may live. Let's get God's plan to work in our life. What do you say? God bless you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and come back for the next episode where S.D. Smith teaches how all things are possible through God's Word.